This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. Bring out the gimp. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep into classic pop culture and talk about all sorts of fun stuff. My name is Bill Sebald, here as always with Casey Shearer. How are you, sir? Good, Bill. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. I got real deep on your voice there. I was like, Shearer, Shearer, Shearer. Actually, I could, yeah, they actually called me the other day to see if I could sing for the Crash Test Dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that stupid band. <laughs> Could you? Do you? I I didn't listen to that band at all, except for that song. Oh, my dogs! By the way, sound like absolute maniacs. I decided to allow them to be in here because every time they're not here, they bark. So I'm like, I guess it'll be better if they're in here. Anyway, so do you? Um, did you ever hear any other music from that band? Was that singer no. singing like that on every song? I would not be able to tell you. Could you be able to I have no idea. That voice was just like, you know, that band was supposed to only show up for a few minutes, be famous, and then get the fuck out. Like, you couldn't take a whole lot of uh, crash test dummies. No. Anyway, no that's how... That's not what this episode's about, Casey. Why Why did you start talking about the crash test dummies? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, Casey, I want to thank you. The crash test dummies, though, I will what? say, the crash test dummies are from the 90s, right? Yeah. All right. You found a segue, sir. So I want to thank you for you actually are basically producing this show because I I didn't really know what you were doing. So it's been my uh, birthday week and it was a really crazy week for me. So I was kind of like offline. And then my wife says to me, she goes, oh, I love the game you guys are playing. And I'm like, what game? I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) So why don't you explain to the audience what you have done? Well, I completely stole this idea from another Facebook group. (laughs) that i am in uh and it's a retro pop culture group uh i don't i don't believe they have a podcast it's just a facebook group but uh what they were doing and what we did is the best movies of the 90s bill deluxe edition presents did you you hear my dog there did you hear that that listen to these things listen (laughs) what kind what kind of dog do you think i have these are two little itty bitty schnauzers, and it's it's just an unnatural, unholy sound. I, I I'm gonna have to move them in a minute. Anyway, right, so best movies of. Mm, we'll be right back, folks. And back, Casey. We're back. <laughs> professional editing, right there. All right, back to the show. So go ahead and start over, please, if you don't mind. What did you What did you do, Casey? <clears throat> so what I did was. I asked our Facebook group, and if you're not a member of the Facebook group, please join. uh, Just search for Deluxe Edition, a classic pop culture podcast, and uh, you'll be able to find us there. So what I did was I asked our group for their picks on the best movies of the 90s. So we had, uh, there were over 60 comments, but there were hundreds of movies listed. I forgot to say that you should only write one down. So I made your job very difficult. I didn't do anything. All I did was put the the everything that people commented and put it in a list, and you compiled the votes, 
and we broke it down to the best 16 movies of the 90s. Oh, I got to tell you, I did, you sent that info to me, and you were like, hey, I don't know how the fuck to use Excel. Is there a way to do this fast? I did it with like three seconds. Like it was just totally easy to do. But I was also like, I don't want to look at the list. I want to kind of be surprised. So I, I saw some of the, the movies that were on there, but most of them I kind of squinted. <laughs> I swear to God, I actually squinted <laughs> as I was putting it together. What? So you're telling me you don't even look at our Facebook group? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. I'm sorry, everybody. It's not whenever you see a post from me, it's not me looking. Somebody, I got somebody posting on my back. Of course, I go to the Facebook group, but I was not looking that week. <laughs> that week, I had too much going on. All right. The Super Bowl and your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love your move the other day. All of a sudden, I have some people coming over for the for watching the Super Bowl, and 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 my friend Jen, she calls and she goes, "Well, I I guess you're not. I guess we're not doing the Super Bowl party." I said, "Why?" Casey says you're going live at six p.m. I'm like, "Oh shit, that's the Super Bowl. What's going on?" <laughs> you and me were so out of sync this week. <laughs> you you were apparently so focused on other things when we talked about going live on Sunday. You completely forgot that the Super Bowl was on Sunday. I just yeah. didn't care that the Super Bowl was on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time. It's an American holiday. Yeah. I, I read a well, stat today and I can't remember the number to quote it properly, but there was a somebody took a poll and it was more people would rather have the next day off of the Super Bowl and, and they'll give up like a, a, a real holiday. They'd rather convert it. A real holiday to, to the Super Bowl being a, a day. I, I've heard that for Halloween too. I know a lot of people want ho- the next day for Halloween off. That makes yeah, sense. the next day. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry. Th- sorry that the Super Bowl holiday, the the National American, you know, non official holiday, got in the way of your live broadcast, dude. All good. All good, man. I'm afraid to go live anyway. I never know what you're going to say. You're you're a loose cannon. I'm more afraid because I don't want it out there. At least when we, you know, do it this old-fashioned way, I could edit them. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into the bracket. How about this? Why don't we go? I'll go through the bracket, and you pick your winners, and then and then I'll go down and I'll I'll break it down. And uh, since you you claim to have not looked at the list too clearly. Yeah, I definitely don't know the score. All right, I, I see All what right. you're saying. So let's see if they match up to what I would choose. Right. Fun. All right. All right. All right so the list, Bill, the top 16 movies that our group picked for the best of the 90s. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Clerks, Ace Ventura, Jurassic Park, The Matrix, A Bronx Tale, The Usual Suspects, Reservoir Dogs, Casino, American History X, American Beauty, Fight Club, Braveheart, Dazed and Confused, and the Boondock Saints. Mm. All right. Well, two things. One, I'm glad we fixed your mic issue right there because you sound much clearer now. Two, I'm going to admit there's a couple movies there that I haven't seen fully or all of. I think Casino. I I don't think I've ever seen Casino. I I, I, admit that. Oh, yeah? As well. All right. So I'll yeah, do my best. I was, I was a, like, so you're an 80s kid, and we always talk about this. You're an 80s kid. You were born what year? 1975. 75. So you were, yeah, you were 10 in 1985. Right. I was only 
five. So like, you know, I'm that far behind you and it's a bit, it's a huge, it's a huge, we've talked about this before. It's huge in terms of movies and all kinds of stuff. And I remember vividly, I mean, you, you felt that change happen overnight from tone from eighties movies to nineties movies. Like, you know, it was hair bands and loud rock and roll and, you know, everything was over the top, crazy, colorful, silly, stupid. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was like somber and, you know, you never saw sexy girls anymore, right? Now they were, you know, really just kind of like down and, and a little mopey. Like everything was changing. Everything was totally turned upside down. Guitar solos, they were never crazy and loud. It was just no guitar solos, right? So the more like kind of moodier you got, like the guys, they stopped with the hairspray and, you know, being looking stupid to being like, you know, we're the anti rock star. And that vibe kind of went into all of uh, all the media, right? The TV shows got a little darker and a, you know, a little bit more dramatic. Everything got a little bit darker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's a clear change and it must've been a reaction to, we're really tired of these bright, stupid colors from the eighties and all these, you know, fake ass characters, you know? So let's, let's try getting a little bit more gritty and real. Yeah. And what's weird is don't you think that that that's all sort of coming back, like the colors and the fake characters and all that shit. It's all, it's all making its way back. Uh, it, there's just so much variety out there now. It's all, there's yeah. there's a little bit of everything out there. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I, what do you think? You know, we can look back and say the '70s were like this, the '80s were like this, the '90s were like this. Can you say the 2000s were like this? Can you say the <laughs> 2010s were like like? I feel like the last 25, 30 years have just been like void of any kind of particular style in pop culture. At least yeah. from what I can observe, it's all a mixture of everything. Every a lot of copycats. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to keep on going that way. Yeah, absolutely. There's not too many original ideas anymore. Uh, all right, let's break this down. So the way I did it was I took I took it like a sports bracket. You know, they always take the number one pick against the lowest. Right. That's how they do like the uh, March Madness, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, Bill. Pulp Fiction, 1994, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Starring John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Vim, Ving Rhames, and Uma Thurman. What can you tell us about Pulp Fiction? Favorite of yours? Well, if I could see the picture of the movie poster that you took so much time to download and install, you know, maybe you could jog by. Oh, oh yeah, Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman and and yeah, I loved it when that movie came out. Like that one really, that one shook everybody. Did, did you get that same, like, it, it was the movie for the 90s, definitely. Because when I was at college, every kid, every kid had the Pulp Fiction soundtrack running or uh, uh, the poster on the wall. Everybody had it. That movie was huge. And it was like, you know, we all heard of Reservoir Dogs, but it didn't really hit us like Pulp Fiction. Maybe it was because it had star power. Like, all of a sudden, you're seeing these people that were like, you know, Bruce Willis was a big star, but you're seeing all these other really quirky kind of characters from other big stars. And then you see like this crazy, like this John Travolta guy that him coming kind of back into it was uh, a novelty. And now, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino has done that a lot with his movies, but that novelty worked that time because all of a sudden that thing ignited his career again. He was in look who's talking one, two, I think maybe I think he went all the way up to 28. It revived his career. And the story was like nothing you'd ever seen on 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 screen. So it was kind of like yeah. we were saying earlier. 
the bubblegum stuff was gone. This thing was fucking gritty. You know, you never, what was the guy called? The, uh, bring out the, uh, the gimp. gimp. Like you never <laughs> saw nothing like the gimp on, on a, of any movie <laughs> that I can remember. I mean, he got, it was crazy. I, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. He doesn't always hit for me, but what he does, he just creates something you've never seen before. And this right. was that movie. This one's going to be yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This was a great movie. I was only 14 at the time. So I don't believe I saw this right at, I, I, I saw this a little later in my life, but yeah, incredible movie. Quentin, huge fan. Same with me. He doesn't hit every time, but when he does, man, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And it's just every time, this is a movie that you can watch over and over and over and over again, and you're still going to pick things up that you missed from before. It's one of those types of movies. Yeah. All right, All right so was that, that was our that was that was against our lowest seated movie in the bracket, Ace Ventura, another 1994 movie starring Jim Carrey, Courtney Cox, Tone Loke, Sean Young, and Miami Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino. You remember this one? Yeah, uh, that one. We that one didn't really get many votes, huh? No, oh, unfortunately, no. That's a standout 90s movie for me. Yeah. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel, what was that? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the line. Yeah, but Finkel a lot and Einhorn. Einhorn yeah. and Finkel. Finkel and Einhorn. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even the shock, like, with Dan Marino in that, like, whole end scene. Like, there was a lot of really good surprises in it. But that sort of does turn uh, the, the last thing I said on its head, right? Because that's still silly 80s type humor like i guess a few kind of things like ace ventura did survive for a little while and they did yeah. a sequel too and i remember thinking the sequel was pretty funny <laughs> but you know jim carrey's character that whole thing like it had to die soon and it has you know died and he was oh, able to yeah. turn his career into different directions but you know he knew when it was time to stop doing that you know yeah same shtick over <laughs> yeah. And over. yeah now this one was a big big one for me when i was a kid because i was 14 and this was like directed you know, more for that type of crowd, I think, you know, but it was one of the movies I was allowed to see when I was 14. So it's probably a PG rated PG 13, uh, really funny stuff. Jim Carrey, you know, at the height of his career, just really, really funny shit, you know, stupid stuff that if you would watch today, it would probably like not as funny as it was, but, uh, yeah, great movie. So, that I love our, that you say, uh, I think it's targeted to me. He was talking out of his butt in a scene. Like, it's totally <laughs> targeted to a 14-year-old. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was that scene? What did he say? What was that? What did he say? I know you know what he says out of his butt. Was it, let me ask you a question or something like <laughs> yeah. that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Yes, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I forgot to. Uh, we're using StreamYard here. And uh, I forgot to pop that one up. I don't even know if I... Yeah, here it is. Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Forgot that I have this feature now. Uh, yeah, great movie. So Pulp Fiction versus Ace Ventura. Who's moving on for you? It's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction? It'd be hard to beat Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So what I found out when I was typing all this stuff up today... 1994 was an incredible year for movies. There, four of our picks uh, were from 1994. 
Um, next round, Clerks versus the Shawshank Redemption. So, Clerks, 1994, stars Brian O'Hallorhan and Jeff Anderson. It's just a, a day in the life of uh, Clerks of a Convenience Store. Kevin Smith's first movie uh, introduces the recurring characters of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. What do you think of it? What do you think of Clerks, Bill? Well, don't forget your graphic. Don't forget your graphic, sir. But I remember so, when <laughs> when it came out. I remember the cool kids were talking about it, and I remember it was like uh, when I finally saw it. It was a black and white, poorly shot thing, and. I remember turning my nose at it being like, no, man, I like movies with color. I like big budget things like this. You're just trying to be cool. When I finally sat down and watched it and like sat and just listened to the to the writing and kind of you get hooked in. You're like, this isn't like anything I've seen before. There's a lot of dialogue. So it's really like a play on film. I guess every film is a play on film. But I just never remembered seeing a movie where it was just so much damn talking and so little action. And it kept my interest because it was just fascinating what they were talking about. Yeah. I, uh, huge fan of Kevin Smith, man. I just, you might be able to tell here from my collection of pop figures. Uh, the reason I started a podcast way back six, seven years ago, uh, went to see him live one time and he was like, anyone can start a podcast. I have fucking 10 of them. I was like, oh shit, you know, this that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. me and my friends uh just all you know, I always have shit to say, so I figured uh yeah, let's do it. So yeah, Kevin Smith, th- this is this was a, not so big for me in nineteen ninety-four, uh, but as the time went on, yeah, absolutely just incredible movie. I went to uh the shop, the the quickie mart where it was shot down in uh, New Jersey. And it's unbelievable how tiny that place is when you go inside and to think that a whole movie was shot there. It's, it's incredibly small. Yeah. They were probably crawling on the floor. They were probably doing so many crazy things. (laughs) Yeah, man. So yeah. Incredible. Uh, All right. Up next that. So clerks versus the Shawshank redemption. All right, so this is another movie from 1994. Uh, Andy Dufresne, played by Tim Tim Robbins, sentenced to two life terms in prison for the murders of his wife and her lover. Uh, Andy knows he didn't commit the crime. After 19 years, he escapes prison after, uh, you know, brutality, you know, rape, helps the warden, you know, make a ton of money, and then steals the money, for a lot of the money from him, gets him uh, in trouble. Great movie. I just watched this last night. Incredible movie. I went to, I actually went to the Ohio State Penitentiary where this was filmed. Uh, you know, I travel for work and I, I, I might have seen this a long time ago. I didn't remember a lot of it, but watching the movie last night and the way that it was filmed, you know, after going through the Ohio State Penitentiary. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot has changed. It, it's almost like they filmed that movie and then just left it the way that it was. Like, it's really neat to see it uh, after, you know, after the fact that I was there. Um, so I high, well, highly they, recommend. Do you think they actually made cosmetic changes to it for the movie? You're prob- They probably used what was really there. So when you're looking at it, like, 
you know, you're really looking at the way it was probably built. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they left yeah, it behind. Because maybe yeah, they, they made did. like another building, another room. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. But maybe they added to it and they just left what they added there. Kind of like yeah. in The Hobbit. Wherever The Hobbit was filmed, they, the Shire, like they really went into this hill in, in England somewhere or somewhere. You know, forgive me. I don't know. And they dug out and created this little town. And in time, they abandoned it and it sort of rotted away. And you could still go and see like pieces of the, the Shire. So maybe what you actually went through was more of a set. You know, you know what I'm asking? Was it more of a set or do you think it was they just used everything that was in that uh, in that in that location? Well, it's that's what's neat about the place. They show you what they added to the the old prison to make it for the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they show you the set pieces that they added. And there's definitely a lot of. Yeah, I mean, most of the prison is just the way the prison was when it was a prison. Um, it, It's incredible like especially after seeing that movie the to know that they were in those cells and shit filming that like it's it's crazy like you can walk almost through the entire uh prison where you know where it was filmed uh really neat i highly recommend taking that tour if you're ever in ohio i forget exactly where it's uh, at but uh just google it the ohio state reformatory i believe it's called yeah, I was supposed to do a photo shoot there. There was a whole bunch of people that were invited to go and, you know, they, they rent out the property, I guess, for events or, you know, tours like you did. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely really want to go. It's, I love seeing that old stuff. Yeah, it's really neat, too. It's haunted. And, like, there's one area where it's an open room where you can go and s- there's just a chair in the middle of the room where you can sit. And it's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I hurried out of that that area. And actually, they in the in the you know remember of course it's hopefully everyone has seen the movie by now. Remember where uh, Brooks goes after he gets out of prison? Here's my admission: I saw the movie once. I oh. I remember loving it, but yeah, I I, I got to go back and watch it. No, so I don't remember that. Okay, but all right. So Brooks, he's he's the old man. He's the librarian. He he gets paroled and leaves prison doesn't know how to adapt to life on the outside he spent you know most of his life in prison and he kills himself before he does he takes a knife and etches into the the piece of wood brooks was here and that is actually in they filmed that in the prison that room is actually in the prison and when i came around the corner into that room there's a life-size cutout of Brooks, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Everybody thinks the place is haunted. It, it, it's all it was. It was just a cardboard cutout. <laughs> the same thing that scared people in Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> you know, when they also thought there was a ghost in Three Men and a Baby, it was a cardboard cutout. <laughs> Who knew they were so scary? Yeah. Well, uh, definitely go back and watch this movie, Bill. Awesome movie. Awesome, awesome movie. You could have invited me to watch it with you. Just, you know, didn't get the invite. I live in Florida now, remember? I thought we could watch these things on, like, StreamYard and Zoom and all these things. All right. Well, to let you know, since I'm, I'm a shitty fan of the movie, it's a great movie. Everybody talks about it. I remember loving it when I watched it and, and just thinking it was shot in a, in a, in a crazy way that, that was super attractive to me. For some reason, I didn't go back to it. I don't love dramas. I like wacky comedies. So that, that's the best excuse I, I have. So for me, that one just unfortunately won't be the winner. Uh, 
who was the other Ace Ventura was was he was up against Clerks. Ace Ventura? Clerks. Yeah, I, I'd have to go with the Clerks on this one. Wow, this is, the, okay. this is just the Bill Seabold score. This is sure. the yeah, score yeah, for the absolutely. world, right? Because right? they're going to get it wrong. I'll get it right. <laughs> All right, uh, day two. So this that was uh, that was ra- that was day one. So then uh, the way I did it, I I made it so because I because I thought in my head that we were recording on Sunday live. So I started this. And I made it seven days, and I made it. It ended on Sunday. Like we were going to announce the winner on Sunday, like. <laughs> but that's not how it worked out. So day two, uh, Jurassic Park versus the Usual Suspects. Uh, Jurassic Park, nineteen ninety three, directed by Steven Spielberg, based on the nineteen ninety novel of the same name by uh, Michael Crichton, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum were the stars. What can you tell us about uh, Jurassic Park, Bill? I know you were a fan of this. I was a huge fan of this. I mean, this thing was enormous. It, it's it, I never went to the movies with my family. We went to see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was like, it was a spectacular. Everybody had to go. It, we were more interested in going to this than when Barnum and Bailey came to town. Because it was just, I mean, the things they were showing on TV, the commercial, the, the marketing campaign. Uh, the trailer, you know, when you'd see him in front of movies, you were just like, this is the most realistic looking thing you've ever seen. These dinosaurs look absolutely real. Yeah. I mean, geez, now I'm putting this against Pulp Fiction. This one, I think, is the movie that that represents the 90s for me. There was so much great. Everything about it was perfect. They, it, yeah, and he, you know what I really liked about it? It wasn't too much CGI, which is what I think they're doing with these new Jurassic Park movies. They had enough practical effects like that T-Rex, a lot of that footage, like when the, the head of the T-Rex would bump into the Jeep and move it around was a real fucking head. They like put the money yeah. into it. So they, they mix CGI and practical effects incredibly well. And that's why I think it's scarier because they look really when you get up close to one of them dinosaurs and it's, you know, it's a puppet. Sure. But at least it looks like it's in the same plane. You know, it's in the same world as the actual human actors. It doesn't look like a color form laid on top of the entire film. So right. for me, that works better. And I wish they would go back to that, you know, more practical effects in, 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 in puppetry and movies. But it was a perfect mix of everything for me. Comedy, you know, a little bit of scary horror. You know, it was great. Yeah. What, now where are, do you know if they still have those? Are those props anywhere? They're like the big giant heads. Are they anywhere that you can go see them or anything? I don't know. My understanding is those things rot pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll watch one of those like Hollywood antique roadshow type things. And it's like, here's the head of uh, some monster from, from the cantina in Star Wars. And it's like a little piece of like rubber on a really rusty old skeleton, metal skeleton mask. Yeah. They don't last very long. So that, I'm, I'm going to guess most of it just kind of died. All right, so uh, yeah, Jurassic Park that was a big movie for me. That was you know 1993. I was 13, so I remember going to the theaters with my grandparents to see that movie, and I, I remember like just being there, being jump scares. Like that's the first time I remember going to a theater and like jumping in my seat from like being scared. I forget exactly what scene it was, but uh, yeah, great movie. 
Uh, just think about right, so- how powerful, sorry to cut you off again, but just think about how powerful that scene was in the movie theater when the kids are in the car, right? Because you're about that age. Doom. What was that? Doom. Right? And then they look at the little glass of water and it's doom. It starts to vibrate. Yeah. Fuck. That was super <laughs> terrifying. And then, like, you're at the theater, and the theater, I don't know, for, for some reason, I remember they, they started to update a lot of theaters around, at least my area where I grew up, outside of Philly. So it was super loud and super immersive. Boom. And it was behind you. And you're like, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same same with me, man. I remember. That. Are you excited for the new one? I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen any other one other than the first one uh maybe the second one when it first came out uh but i did see the trailer for the new one and they are bringing back uh sam neil laura dern and jeff goldblum so yeah 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 the whole thing has run its course for me i mean now they're just pumping them out to make some you know easy dollars but yeah you know hey got a great deal let's bring back the original cast yeah well you were gonna do that eventually so i'm not that excited you knew it was coming do you think it's to try and get people like us to come back and watch it? Like people that haven't maybe seen the other ones? And Yeah. No question in my mind. No question. Yeah. Like, well, how do we, how do we get the audience in? It seems like the new kids don't give a shit about it. We got to right. lure in the old guys. <laughs> yeah. We're probably the only ones that went all that, that new Ghostbusters sequel. You know, I don't think there's anybody under 30 <laughs> who's seen that movie. So they probably took a, <laughs> page out of that book and said all right let's let's bring back the original cast yeah we'll have to that there'll be another episode we'll have to talk about that uh rest in peace uh ivan reitman so uh <clears throat> moving on uh the usual suspects is the next movie that's against uh, jurassic park 1995 neo-noir mystery thriller directed by brian singer written by christopher McQuarrie. Uh, Stephen Baldwin, Gabriel Byrne, Benicio del Toro, Kevin Pollack, Chaz Palminteri, and uh, Kevin Spacey. Were you a fan of this movie, Bill? No, and I should have been because it's great. It's great. It's a, it's a really well written story. It's a great puzzle. You know, I watch a lot of movies and figure them out. This one I didn't get. Right, this one I didn't figure out. Like The Sixth Sense. I figured out right away. I thought everybody was on the same page. I'm like, you all know he's dead, right? Like you can tell by the way he's communicating with. It. No, like I'm just lucky that I can pick up on on certain beats in some of these movies. But this one tricked me, and um, yeah, I should watch it again. Again, I just like the the popcorn stuff, so I never went back to it. Those heavy movies, man. They I only need to see them once. Yeah, I bet you were yeah, a fan gonna... of it. You like, yeah, you like this stuff. I do like this stuff. I. I... I will be honest with you though. I don't, I only re- remember seeing it one time. I remember the ending, the the whole, the trickery of the Kaiser. So say Kevin Spacey, you know, he, he had like a limp the whole movie. Right. And was right. another yeah, character. I was trying and not then, to spoil it for everybody, but uh, dude, it, this that. movie came out in 1995. <laughs> if you haven't seen the usual yeah. suspects by now, we apologize, but go watch we're it. Past the, <laughs> we're past the statute of limited day. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on for for you would be Jurassic Park, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy picking right there. All right, so next uh, next in the round, uh, The Matrix versus A Bronx Tale. Uh, the Matrix, 1999, 
First installment of the series, Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, dystopian future. Humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality. Uh, you're a fan of the Matrix, Bill? Yeah, I'll use the uh, dumb thing I just said a second ago, easy pickings, which makes no sense in this context at all. But I'm going to double down on it. Easy pickings for me on this, too. Easy pickings, Matrix, all the way. Like, Matrix is too brilliant. Matrix is so damn brilliant. Just everything about the way that movie was put together. And then it got destroyed for me with the, the second and third one. It was perfect the way they left it, and that's how it should have just, to me, you know, stopped. But talk about a movie that defines the uh, 90s. Everything was dark after that. Everything was using that damn camera effect, you know. All the action movies were inspired by it. I've already forgotten what the Bronx Tale, like you say, The Matrix, and I go, oh, yeah, that one wins. What do you think? Are you a Matrix fan? I was you don't like Keanu Reeves fan. I do not like Keanu Reeves. I'll give him speed and I'll give him Bill and Ted's bogus whatever that movie's called. Bill and Ted's bogus excellent ad- adventure, excellent. whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I'll give him those two journey. movies. No. But everything no. else, I just his acting is the same in everything. He's got the same facial expressions. He's just, look, Keanu Reeves, from what I've heard, is a great person. He does a lot for humanity. I just don't like him as an actor. I'm allowed to have that opinion. You are, you are. He's not a big fan of yours either. But, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the thing about uh, that movie, like even the the detail in the set design and all sorts of things, because I've, I've studied up on like some of the, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff. There were some artists in my area of Philly who were even like called to contribute art to it. So I don't know. There you go. How many <laughs> for those listening, he's, he's putting the pictures up of the movie. Have we forgotten to do that for like the last three or four? There's Jurassic <laughs> Park. Okay. Park. I'm sorry. <laughs> reverse. I'm new with this. <laughs> Bronx Tale. That was its competitor. Bronx Tale is its competitor. Now, this yeah, for so- me. This is a good one. I recently just watched this. I had never seen it before. This movie, yeah, this movie was a good movie. Uh, 1993 crime drama directed by Robert De Niro in his debut as a director. uh, Adapted from the Chaz Palminteri play of the same name. It's a coming-of-age story of an Italian-American boy who, uh, after encountering the local mafia, is torn between temptations of organized crime or the values of his honest, hardworking father, as well as the racial tensions in his community. Uh, Have you seen this movie, Bill? Yeah, I did, but because Spider-Man wasn't, you know, fighting a dinosaur, again, (laughs) I watched it once, said, yeah, this is good, but uh, it it has drifted off in my... uh, into my my brain ocean there, just gone, just out to sea. Yeah. Go back and so, watch this movie, man. This is a good up. movie. Yeah. yeah, this holds up. I recently just watched this. Uh, really good movie. I I like like the oh, I think for me the older the movies that like because this was based in like I think the you know fifties or something like that. Movies that go back like that, I think always hold up for some reason. You know what I mean? Like they're like, 
nobody does the fifties wrong or whatever time frame you're talking about. Like anything in that era holds up for you. <clears throat> yeah, like because I could show I, you one Dick Tracy that I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> won't hold up. <laughs> All right, you got me there. All right, moving on for you, the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the this is the yeah. Now we have a couple more here that are in Casino versus American History X. Okay, Casino is a 1995 American epic crime film directed by Martin Scorsese. It's uh, based on the book Casino, Love and Horror in Las Vegas. Um, stars Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, Joe Pesci, Don Rickles, Kevin Pollack, and James Wood. Uh, it also marked the eighth collaboration between Scorsese and De Niro. Yeah. You we we had mentioned earlier neither one of us have seen this movie. So uh there's nothing that we can say about it although I I do it is on my list to watch. I'm a huge Don Rickles fan. Don and, Rickles uh, is in it? Yeah, dude. Don probably, I bet you awesome. he, I bet you he plays the casino comedian. <laughs> what else could he play? <laughs> That's a good guess. All right, uh, American History X, Bill. Do you know this one? Yeah, yeah. That was 1998, tough. Uh, directed by Tony K, written by David McKenna. Edward Norton and Edward Furlong are in the movie. They're two brothers from L.A. who are involved with the uh, white power skinhead and neo-Nazi movements. Uh, Ed Norton serves three years in prison for voluntary manslaughter and... Uh, is re- rehabilitated. Then he tries to prevent his brother from going down the same path. Also uh, stars Stacy Keach, Elliot Gould, Avery Brooks, Ethan Supley, and Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, this is where the movie started to take that dark turn we were talking about. Yeah, you know, this is a really dark one. Yeah, and, and I, I can't even say I ever got all the way through it. I remember when they, they curb the guy. Uh, put his mouth right on yeah. the curb and kick him. Yes. But it's like... Uh, yeah, there was another one that came out at the same time or around the same time. Damn it! Oh, damn it! It was a a, a school one, I think. Um, because Michael Rappaport was like being really creepy and being rapey in that one. I was like, every movie that I'm I'm watching here is just getting way too fucking dark, and I don't like this. It's too gross for me. It's, it, I'm a big wimp. I don't like. I hate going to the movies and seeing the the ugly real world put in my face. It's like I'm trying to go to the movies to not see the ugly real world. So that's right. just been you know the way I am. So movies you know like this, I, I've tried to avoid like the plague. But knowing that it's such a great movie, it's like you got to give it one viewing. Yeah. You know? So I think this yeah. one, you know, I'll watch Casino. This one's going to be a hard one to beat unless Casino is really revolutionary because that one, that one was that that one doesn't go away. That one still stays in your head, even though I didn't yeah. see the whole thing. I still can go through my head and see the characters and a lot of those scenes. Yeah, Rough. yeah, same, same for me. Uh, American History X. I'm a I like Ed Norton, great actor. Uh, don't know if I've seen the whole thing. Those parts, like you said, the, there's just certain things about it that stick out that. You know, I'll never forget. And, you know, uh, unless Casino can, I mean, Casino, though, I think Don Rickles might pull it through for me. I think uh, that 
Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll. All right. Well, what uh, what was that movie? We've talked about it before. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer was that in the nineties? Uh, Do you remember? Was, Michael uh, Rooker is in it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that feels like a nineties movie. Damn, that movie is dark and fucked up. I, like, if that was around the same time, I still I love Michael Rooker because he's in all the James Gunn stuff, and I love James Gunn, but I also hate Michael Rooker because I can't get that scene. A scene from that movie out of my head. All right, all right, all right. I just looked. All right, so Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is actually in the uh, 1986, it says. That's kind of surprising. Oh, wow. So yeah. forget me even bringing that one up. It's it's irrelevant, but it's it's one. <laughs> You've talked about two of the movies that really messed me up. That might be the, <laughs> the, the third of the Triangle of Doom for me. I just can't even watch that shit. It's just way too dark. Way too dark. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on for you would be American History X, then, right? Yeah, and Since I just thought of the seen... fourth. Yeah, the fourth movie that I will never watch again is uh, Natural Born Killers. That was oh, just yeah. way Jesus. too fucking intense for me. I'm surprised nobody nobody mentioned that. That was a '90s movie. I've it might have been. It might. It might have been mentioned, but it didn't. It didn't make the list for sure. Um. All right. Next up, American Beauty versus Reservoir Dogs. Uh, American Beauty, 1999. American Black Comedy, uh, comedy drama, black comedy drama, written by Alan Bell and directed by Sam Mendez. Kevin Spacey stars as Lester Burnham, an advertising executive who has a midlife crisis when he becomes infatuated with his teenage daughter's best friend, who is played by Mina Savari. Uh, Annette Benning stars as Lester's wife. Uh, Thora Birch plays their daughter. Wes Bentley, uh, Chris Cooper, and Allison Janney are also in the movie. You a fan of this movie, Bill? Yeah. Uh, his name is Lester. I don't remember being Lester. <laughs> I love that. That's, that what, uh, that's what Wikipedia tells me. Uh, well, fits him, Lester the molester. Um, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was. I thought it was a great movie. Um, mature, but it was still artsy. Like it was artsy, but not so artsy fartsy that you you lose your way. Like it was a really right. creatively done movie. Um, yeah, I've seen that one a few times. There's, there's a bunch of scenes in it that I, that I sometimes refer to or think about, um, great cast. Everything about it was a good movie. Oh, the ending. Yeah. Right. Now I'm remembering how it ended. Uh, I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's got a pretty intense ending too. Yeah. See, I, I don't remember this a whole lot. I remember like a flower or something floating. Wasn't there a scene, like an artsy scene where there was a flower or something floating around through the air? Bag. Yeah, I think it was a paper um, okay, bag. Yeah, bag. Yeah. Uh, I remember like him working out in the garage. Wasn't he like jerking off in the garage or something? Being fucking creepy. I remember working out. <laughs> I think you're adding. <laughs> Maybe you're adding things you want to see. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I don't recall uh, that part. <clears throat> All right, we'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> No way, man! We're leaving that in. That's too funny. No, there was a scene. There was a scene in the shower. You're, you're not. I'm just busting your balls. You're, you were yeah, pretty yeah. close. You were slightly. All right, off. but enough for me. To yeah, play. I just remember. I remember him being a, a creep in the movie, and it turns out he's a fucking creep in real life too. Yeah. Uh, all right, Reservoir Dogs. Two two Quentin Tarantino movies made our list. 1992 uh, crime film written and directed by Quentin. 
Uh, it was his feature-length debut starring Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi, Lawrence Tierney, Michael Madsen. Uh, Quentin is in the film as well. And Edward Bunker. They're diamond thieves who planned a heist of a jewelry store, and it goes terribly wrong. Uh, yeah. you, I remember you mentioned this earlier. You remembered Reservoir Dogs at the time you saw Pulp Fiction. Uh, are you a fan of this? A little bit. Um, I mean, there's that one scene with the you know the ear and all that. That's outside of that. I, I don't really remember a whole lot from it. I remember there was great dialogue and you know, you know it was good Quentin stuff, but just didn't didn't stick out enough. Like if you think about Quentin's other movies, they're big changes. There's big settings. This is just about dudes that sort of you know do a thing. You know, it's not maybe all his movies are technically that way, but it's like you know sometimes he puts it in 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 you know old you know military days or or, or western or you know he does some you know pretty crazy stuff. This is pretty standard fare, I thought, but it's okay. That's how we got started. You know, it's his first movie. It's yeah. absolutely commendable for it, but it, yeah, it didn't stick with me nearly as well as uh, Pulp Fiction. What do you think of it? Sure, I loved it. Great movie. Like like I said, I was twelve at the time. You know. Uh, I didn't see this until later in life. Don't remember if I saw this first or Pulp Fiction first, but huge fan of Quentin, like I said earlier. Yeah, great movie. Uh, I have it down here. It inc- it incorporated many motifs or motifs that have become uh, Quentin's hallmarks, like violent crime, pop pop culture references, uh, and nonlinear storytelling. Like remember how he always he starts things and then goes back. He, he jumps around and no, nothing is ever in order. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, mo- for most of his movies, a lot of things aren't in order. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were fucking frozen again. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish your life. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear that he was thinking about, I don't want to misquote this and you're going to have to look this up on the internet, everybody, but there was some interest that he wanted to do like a Friday the 13th or some sort of thing like that. Cause he was always into that kind of slasher thing. So maybe there was thought that one of his final movies was going to be an actual Friday, the 13th. Look at that Jason bust right there. Wow. Pretty spooky. But like he was, if he made a Friday, the 13th, uh, that would be absolutely incredible. I would, I would so welcome that as a Friday, the 13th fan to have him just make a, a random episode in the series. Cause I'd be absolutely fascinated to see what he would do. Cause he's so good at playing with genres and he's so good at playing with, you know, big, huge settings that, that, that leave, you know, imprints in your brain. Like his movies stand out again. Reservoir dogs doesn't really stand out for me, but man, I want to see this guy keep on making movies, but you know, he's done, right. He's, he's kind of stopping. I think he said he's done making movies after his next one or yeah, I read something. I never know what, what's true anymore, but what I read said, he's really kind of done making movies. He'd rather be writing maybe behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't know. Anything that he does, I would be interested in. So maybe, I mean, hell, if he writes a book, you know, maybe. Yeah, I got, I have many leather-bound books. Books, you have books. Well, he <laughs> he wrote, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he, he wrote the novelization of it. And he expands oh. on things like, uh, you know, the fight between Brad Pitt's character and, and uh, uh, Bruce Lee. You know, how they sort of, you know, <laughs> if you remember that moment, like, there's a lot I've of never questions seen to it. Oh, you don't. Uh, so, you don't know what I'm talking about. I've never. Got, I, no, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. <laughs> I've never seen it. 
Yeah, it, it's a great move. It's probably one of my favorite of the last thirty years. Really so good. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just wow. brilliant. I'll watch that tonight. All right. I expect a, a I full book report on my desk tomorrow by Absolutely. nine a.m. All right, Bill. We're uh, we're getting down to the uh, to the last four here. Okay. All right. Braveheart versus Dazed and Confused. Braveheart, nineteen ninety five. Uh, Historical, epic historical drama directed and co-produced by Mel Gibson. He portrays Sir William Wallace, a 13th century Scottish warrior. Are you a fan of Braveheart, Bill? Never finished it. Punched out halfway through. Never went back. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I've never... uh, I can't say I've gotten through the whole thing. Mm. Not not one thing I remember about it. Yeah. Well, I remember just... A lot of screaming by Mel Gibson with his face painted up. <laughs> That's all I know. That's <laughs> all I know. Versus Dazed and Confused. 1993 uh, coming-of-age comedy film written by Richard Linkletter. Uh, features a large ensemble cast of uh, people who later become stars. Jason London, Ben Affleck, Mila Jovovich. Cole Hauser, Parker Posey, Adam Goldberg, Matthew McConaughey, Nikki Cat, Joey Lauren Adams, Renee Zellweger, and Rory Cochran. Uh, it's just a group of Texas teenagers during the last day of 1976. Are you a fan yeah. of Days and Confused, Bill? Nah, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I never got interested in it. I don't know why. Really? And then you said, yeah, yeah. You said you got to go watch it again. Give it a, another chance. And it's on my list. I, I, we were flipping through movies over the weekend. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to watch it. Days Confused. And I said, ah, you know what? I think I'd rather watch Bongzilla. So <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted by something on Amazon Prime. But yeah, I'll no, definitely it. Back, yeah, definitely go back to and watch this. This this is a big one for me. Uh, later in life, you know, I was only 13 at the time when it came out. But um i use still to this day many uh lines that fr- from this movie you know like matthew mcconaughey he someone gets in his car he can watch the leather man there's another scene where uh he asks one kid if he's got any weed it'd be a lot cooler if you did man <laughs> like i i always remember shit like you know from that movie this was uh this was a big one for me dazed and confused it makes a lot of sense. When I first met you, you were very much like somebody who could have been in that movie. <laughs> I remember the first time we met. I don't know if you do. It was either the first or second time. It was at a. It was at one of our shows, and you. I just like, wow, who's that guy, man? He's big. He should be our bound. Uh, you're finally getting to the the movie posters. How many more you got in the chamber? There? And I remember I was seeing you. I was like, man, that guy, he's a big tough guy. And then Mike, our mutual friend, he's like, oh no, he's a pussycat. He's so gentle. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess he's a hippie. Eh? You know, hippies are supposed to be peace and love. I didn't know you were so peace angry. And love, peace and love. Yeah. We still. Uh, I guy. still had long hair at the time, right? I'm trying to remember. Did you? I had a real long beard. Yeah, I think a I little did. bird living in the beard. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, this mm-hmm. is uh, the last two here: Boondock Saints versus Fight Club. Uh, Boondock Saints, nineteen ninety nine American vigilante action thriller, 
written and directed by Troy Duffy, uh, starring Sean Patrick Flannery, Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus. Uh, their fraternal twin brothers, Connor and Murphy McManus, uh, become vigilantes after killing two members of the Russian mafia in self-defense. Uh, Willem Dafoe is also in the movie, along with uh, David Della Rocco or Rocco. You a fan of Boondock Six Bill? I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm trying to think really? about it now. Yeah. Let me I pop know. this up here again for you so you can uh, take a look at the cover. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty sure that this one, Norman Reedus, isn't that the guy from uh, Walking Dead? Yeah, he, yep, he became very oh. famous with The Walking Dead. And this one had a sequel, and, and I, I feel like there's a story, like, like people say the sequel is garbage, absolute trash, but the first one's good. I think I've heard that. No, but that's it. I've only ever heard about this one. I can't place ever seeing it. So I'll put it on the list. It's now next to Dazed and Confused. What do you think of it? Yeah, this was a good, this was a really good movie. I, I might have seen this around the time it came out in I, I, 1999. This, I was uh, 18 or 19 and when this came out. Uh, really good movie. I, li- I like this one a lot. I like Willem Dafoe. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah, every everything about this I really liked. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I can't say a ton about it. But uh, I do remember really liking this movie. All right, so this this was up against in our in our bracket here. This was against the movie Fight Club. Fight Club's 1999 film directed by David Fincher, starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, I think Jared Leto's in there somewhere. Uh, based on the 96 novel of the same name, Chuck by Chuck Palinchuk. Palin, Palinuk? You know how to say that? No, but I'm sure uh, <laughs> he's not real happy with you right now. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something, Bill. I tried to watch this movie, and I'm not too happy with wasting my fucking time on this movie. <laughs> Not really like sure it. how this movie made the list. I, I, I'll, I promise I'll try it again, but it's a lot. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. <laughs> Tell You're me about crazy. it. This was Tell crazy. This was, it. I mean, you didn't see the ending coming. It's one no, of the few. I didn't see that... the ending yet. I didn't get that. Oh, far. you need to make it through. <laughs> no. Oh, I think David Fincher's a genius. I, he was trying some things in this movie that I don't think anybody else did. A lot of crazy editing, like. The, did you catch the little subliminal things that he was throwing in? Like you weren't seeing this kind of thing in movies back then, so it was really yeah, fun to watch Fincher movies. It'll come together. I, I did, I did see it. I'm just not really sure why it's there. <laughs> you gotta finish the movie. <laughs> you gotta finish. I don't know what kind of movies you watch that that you know finish the movie watch- in the middle, <laughs> but most movies end at the end. You gotta get through it. Well, listen, I watched Shawshank Redemption last night, and I watched the entire thing and didn't pick my phone up once. It was interesting. Today, I tried to watch The Fight Club, and I could not get into it. All right. Did you get to the part with Meatloaf? Oh, of course, yeah. He's he's in the yeah. early beginning. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. The, is he man tits or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Meatloaf. Uh, yeah, he had a good part. I'll say that. All right. So moving on for you, Bill, would it be Boondock Saints or Fight Club? 
Yeah, it would be Fight Club. It would be hard to put. You know, that one's going to be in top five for me. I think that movie was was really fascinating, and maybe most of it sort of hinges on the end. I wish you saw the end because I'd really be curious if your opinion changes. But uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll know. I'll, know. I'll I'll finish it up, and I'll I will I'll report back next week. All right. All right. So, uh, so it would have been Pulp Fiction for you and uh, Clerks or Shawshank. Do we remember? Well, yeah, Clerks. Clerks. All right. So, uh, so then let's put Pulp Fiction against Clerks for you. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I love the Kevin Smith stuff. It's stupid. It's great. It's right up my alley. All right. Where uh, Clerks Two was great. The the Jay and Silent Bob, it's all great, but Pulp Fiction was special. All right. All right. So um, for you, this is your list, remember. Uh, it would be Jurassic Park versus The Matrix then. So uh, these are two big ones for you. Yeah, but I, it's still I, easy. Wait, I wanted to say this earlier. You you say, the, oh, The Matrix, there's nothing like it, blah, 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 blah. But yet you didn't know the answer to the question in our pop culture quiz with will from the 80s yeah no i did sorry from the 1980s now from the 1980s now they rebranded no i never knew what the the little falling letters meant i never knew they were sushi <laughs> recipes that's true I, I don't even think that ever comes up in the movie maybe it does i don't know but uh jurassic park i've seen a billion times uh, apparently i haven't seen matrix enough because i missed the sushi recipe i missed it. yeah jurassic park for me Jurassic Park for you? All right. Uh, let's see. So you picked uh, American History X and Reservoir um, Did you pick American Beauty or Reservoir Dogs? American Beauty. American Beauty? All right. So it would be American Beauty versus uh, American History X for you. Yep. <laughs> American Beauty. American Beauty? Gone. Yeah. gone. All right. Uh, Braveheart versus uh, Dazed and Confused. Who would pick? Who'd you pick? Well, I guess I got to go. I've seen more of Braveheart, so I guess I got to go with Braveheart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, Fight Club. All right. So it'll be Fight Club versus Braveheart then. You're pushing Fight Club, Fight Club through? Yeah. All right. So then, uh, fuck, I should have wrote this stuff down. Uh, so it would be American Beauty versus Jurassic Park then. Should have wrote this down. Just start throwing <laughs> other movies in. We'll but we'll just incorporate them and keep on going like we didn't notice. Uh, Jurassic Park and, and American Beauty. You say, yeah. Know what you say? You say? You say? Uh, yeah. Jurassic Park. I I already know what this is going to come down to, and I'm trying to jump ahead. It's going to be tough. All right, yeah, jump Jurassic ahead. Park. So I can, yeah, Jurassic Park. What's what out of this list? Which one are you pushing through to the final movie? What's your favorite movie of the '90s out of this yeah. list? It's it's because I got we got to move along here. We got to move it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, this could take us forever to edit, Casey. Um, Jurassic Park or Pulp Fiction? That's really the the big two. That's what it comes down to. For comes you? down to for me. It comes down to for all of of America. It comes down to Jurassic Park versus Pulp Fiction. I speak for you all, and the answer <laughs> is. I think the answer is Casey. Who is our sponsor this week? Bear Claw Kitchen. Bear Claw. We want to thank you, Bear Claw. And, and our sponsor is giving away 5,000 free bags of Bear Claw to anyone who agrees with me. 
<laughs> but the answer is <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think Jurassic Park is the definitive 90s movie for me. For you? Yeah, what would you well, pick? <laughs> Our group did not see it the same way. How dare they? My, I don't even know if my movie would be on here. I'm a huge fan of... Okay, we're going with this list. Uh, I would have to go with... It would be Pulp Fiction for me and Shawshank. Yeah, I get that. For me. And I would have to go with, I think, Pulp Fiction as my... The definitive movie of the 90s. For me, my pick. Okay? I'm going to run down the list. This is how our group saw it. Day one, I only posted to our Facebook group. It didn't get as much traction as I had hoped. But Pulp Fiction got 13 votes. Shawshank got 10. Clerks got 5. Ace Ventura got 2. So Shawshank and Pulp Fiction moved on to the round 2. Day 2, Jurassic Park got 39 votes. The Matrix got 35 votes. Bronx Tale got 19 votes. And The Usual Suspects got 19 votes. So uh, then Reservoir Dogs and Casino moved on. Fight Club and Braveheart moved on. So then it was uh, Casino versus Fight Club. And Reservoir Dogs versus Braveheart. Casino and Fight Club moved on to the next round. Uh, Pulp Fiction and Jawshank moved on against uh, Pulp Fiction was against The Matrix and Shawshank was against uh, Jurassic Park. Pulp Fiction uh, had 26 votes. Jurassic uh, Shawshank had 27 votes. Uh, Casino and Fight Club then were against each other. Fight Club moved on to the next round with 16 votes. Casino had 15 uh, then it was Pulp Fiction versus the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Shawshank had 25 votes. Pulp Fiction had 24 votes. So it was Shawshank. Wrong. False, false, false. <laughs> Shawshank versus the Fight Club in the final. And Shawshank wins with 45 votes hmm. from our Facebook group. So we're doing another one of these. And it's going to be the best of the 80s will be next so uh definitely join our facebook group but uh yeah shawshank you don't agree with that bill shawshank nah, is it's okay yeah it, it, the way everybody talks about it what i remember seeing it it's probably deserving of a, of a top score um maybe next time we don't do it in facebook that damn algorithm uh, so many people are like no i i don't ever see your stuff fuck you facebook why, why do you even exist if you won't show you know Good content to the people, but I wonder maybe we can use Reddit. We can maybe try to make it a little bigger because you know it took me three yeah, seconds absolutely. in that Excel. I can spend. Listen, I don't mind spending ten seconds on crunching <laughs> this day next time. All right, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask Instagram and I'll ask Twitter. I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask several, several people. Yeah, MySpace. So on MySpace and do it. We're uh, we're wrapping up here, right? MySpace, MySpace. I'm <laughs> waiting for a laugh. There it is. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you would like to uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, Bill is at Bill the Mountain. I'm at the official Muffler Man on Instagram, and we 
are at Deluxe Edition Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod if you want to uh, check out the tiers over there and uh, there are many great shows over at the deluxe edition network the den dot show a lot of great shows over there horsing around take on the world highly judgmental 100 percent recycled we got real estate and you and uh and us bill we're the podcast of the month this this month but definitely check out the other shows over on the den. And we'll see you hopefully next week with the, uh, oh, we should definitely stream this one. Let's do the stream. Cause I want to see if the audience yelled at, at my terrible picks again. Let's do it exactly right. the same. And this time we can <clears> have right. the, the, the public flogging in real time. So I don't <laughs> have to like feel bad when I read the, uh, the messages. Like, I feel all good. Like we yeah, had great show. And then I read the comments. And Bill doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, I'd rather get that in real time so I can yell back. Nah. So let's try it. Let's stream it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, if you like the show, definitely like, like, follow, subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, We're on YouTube. Definitely check out the videos so you can see all this cool stuff. Uh, Yeah. And next time, next week, I'll write all this down. I'll write your pick down so I'm not uh, flustered at the end, and I probably missed a lot of shit when I was reading through the uh, all that stuff. <laughs> we're not really sure who won. Let's be honest. I mean, no, you were watching. Shank Casey, Casey hit that pen about eighteen thousand times during this show, so you, you guys got to give him a break. <laughs> Shawshank wins. <laughs> <laughs>